Hey there, folks. I uh, wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor, in our opinion, is the easiest way to make a podcast today. First off, it's free, and we obviously like that. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or even your smartphone. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on all the big name streaming services, talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch more, all the places you listen to our podcast. You can generate money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are getting into podcasts or it's something that interests you, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, folks, and welcome to a uh, long lost, uh, been a while uh, episode of the Two Loud Adams podcast. Indeed, we were trying to find the treasure of the long lost 1.5 Adam. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, sorry, it's been a while, folks. Um, both of us have had a bunch going on uh, between, you know, sick family, kids, and the whole whole nonsense. Uh, both of us changed uh, career uh, jobs on the um, the not podcasting side in the meantime as well. So it's been a really hectic uh, last few weeks. And in the course of those three, four few weeks, we have also had uh, four Loud United games. So we're going to cover those and talk about them. So... Want to make clear real quick, you know, one of the things that it has been, it, it is, has been since our last episode is the infamous New York Red Bulls match uh, where um, there was uh, accusations of, of racial abuse happening from the stands. Um, and, and we're not going to unpack all that. We're not going to get into all, all the nitty gritty and that and, and how, how that's turned out. But um, it, it, it's super unfortunate, you know, that, that we, we definitely – that this stuff still exists and, and, and both of us, uh, you know, feel the same way, obviously crap like that. It just doesn't have a, a place in, in, in this sport, in, in our County, um, in the world. It just doesn't. Um, I, I hate, I hate, hate, hate that uh, a player may feel uncomfortable at coming to Loudoun United because of, of, of the, of the accusations and the tweets and, and, and maybe even, you know, hopefully, Hopefully it didn't happen. Hopefully it was it was misunderstood. But I mean, it it's it's sickening to think that 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 could have even happened. Um, so right. yeah, just wanted to get that clear. Um, a disappointing, uh, you know, unfortunate reality of life, but uh, has no place, man. You, you hear that stuff? If you're a listener of this fan, you find yourself in the stadium and you hear some crap like that, man. Call Stewart down. Let him know. I mean, that that's just it. Just it can't be. So that's all we're gonna do. Yeah. We're, we're, I, I made it clear I wanted to start the podcast off and 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 hit on that because we haven't had a chance to yet. And then we're gonna talk sport now. We're gonna talk Loudon from from right. here on out. So we got four games. What are those games, Adam? What do we got? What what who did we play recently? Well, first one was as you mentioned the match between uh, the home opener between uh, Loudon and uh, New York Red Bulls too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so New York Red Bulls too. Um, you know, we obviously now have the luxury um, a few weeks later to see their performances since that game as well. They're not a good team right now. Um, that's nothing against. I think there's some some super talented guys on that team, but they're not a good team. Um, and we quite honestly dominated them 
uh, throughout, you know, a very unlucky, I think bad, bad call for a penalty, but Hey, it's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of like still that VAR doesn't exist. You know, everybody's like yelling VAR <laughs> and whatnot. Right. Um, I, I like that it doesn't exist because it, it, it's a little more pure. Um, I definitely wish the, the referee was better at the USL level, but Hey, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. You know, we got to deal with, you know, and, and calls go, uh, well and poorly on both ways, but that yeah. was definitely a, a heartbreaker for penalty. And, and you know what? They, they showed the class and they ended up coming out there with the three points that, that we felt we deserved. Um, so, so the New York Red Bulls game, you know, starting off the four matches was an absolute heartbreaker to lose against the yeah. team. We should have beat, in my opinion, I think we should have beat them. Yeah. Not to mention their, uh, for lack of, for lack of a better uh, term, our uh, long hated regional rivals. Well, yep, maybe next right. to Hartford, but <laughs> Mm. But well, uh, yeah, in, in all seriousness, though, uh, it was good to see uh, that we got uh, Owen Walls got his first start. That we got uh, there. You go, uh, Samson Sergei. See, I said it correctly because we asked him at the end of the game what his last name was, so that we wouldn't mispronounce it. And he said Sergei. So that was his first two loud Adams interview right there. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that was his first goal with the team yep. uh, coming back to first uh, professional goal. Yeah. Coming back to uh, Loudoun County uh, yeah. from where he was born and raised. Not to, so he obviously also got some time um, in the first game against uh, Miami, but not to, to, to water down, obviously great that he got his first pro goal, but that back line had a lot of changes on it. You, you mentioned Owen yeah. Walls, um, who we're a name we're familiar with. We've seen him on the mm-hmm. roster list before in previous years, um, but he got that start, his like first professional start, I believe, alongside uh, another first professional start for a certain DC United draft pick, uh, Mike DeShield. So that back line had a completely different look than it had um, in the, the season opener against well, Miami. Well, technically DeShield subbed in, but yeah, that was his first ah, professional. Uh, very good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a great catch. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of a lot of good performances by the team. Um, I think Nicky Downs in the midfield looked a lot better than he did against Miami. Um, Cairo was, was still Cairo. Uh, I think he had a stellar performance, just absolutely, um, harassing the the right side of the, the defense of Mm -hmm. Red Bulls defense. And Garay also had some really good, uh, attempts setting up the, uh, offense on our end. Yeah. I mean, Garay is, is a walking, um, you know, record breaking player when it comes to, to passes, uh, chances created, uh, we're going to definitely talk a lot more about Jeremy Gray, but oh, this yeah, was his his marquee, um, I would say, performance of the season thus far, including the matches we haven't talked about. Um, you know, yeah, we've we'll got, get to those. We, we've got um, a, a scaling system we use and we grade him. He has currently the second best rating of any player for any match for Loudoun United right now um, this season um, at an 8.6. And it, I mean, he just did amazing. Um, also, you know, knowing this in the future as well. He is currently just for you folks out there who are interested. He is currently top five, maybe even top three now after the most recent game, but top five in the league for chances created. I mean, this kid is someone we're going to lose to DC United in the very near term. So word has it. They're already, you know, keeping a close eye on him for calling, calling up in the future though. He has, you know, verbally committed to NC state. There's nothing saying, you know, if uh, DC United offers him uh five or six figure contract, then that's going to be a tough decision. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it'll probably be in the five, you know, range, somewhere near to like what uh, Griffin Yao was probably offered. Right, but right. you have to imagine, I mean, if, if you have aspirations to play professionally overseas um, or, or even just here in the United States, the best route is, is generally speaking, is to take those professional contracts. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing against going to college. Uh, I mean, obviously, you and I are both products of, of the university system in this country, and it's amazing yep. to say, but um generally speaking if <laughs> generally speaking if you uh if you want to play sports professionally you de- you tend to lose a lot of those good years going uh the NCAA route and the best prospects generally also are not coming out of the draft maybe the first couple um but yeah so so yeah Jeremy Gray um another marquee performance uh was uh, Gasau Samake I think he continued to get better um, oh, yeah. as the Miami game went, and then we saw the same thing happened. You know, once he found himself a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, he's been doing really well on the left wing there. Uh, yeah, yeah, he kind pushing of, up the offense or backing up the defense. Yep, he he plays that that um that fullback spot well, but it, you know he definitely kind of hooks into that wing back position. You know that because we yeah. we all know like th- this tinkering with the three four three kind of formation yeah. that's that's very very hip in in Europe and is. As as Ryan Martin, you know, a student of Marcelo Bielsa likes to like kind of use those kind of tactics. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Samaki fits perfectly in that role and, and did amazing against New York. Uh, mm-hmm. Was an absolute threat and 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 chance creator. And then, yeah, and then at the top of the tee, you already mentioned Sam, Sammy. Um, just yep. super talented. Love love to see him get his first goal. You know, you and I were there. We we witnessed it. It was it was cool to be around. Um, yep. And so, don't yeah. forget uh, Cairo and uh, Giovanni Bolivar, who um, you know was supposed to play at DC, got loaned down to us, and has been pretty damn good uh, taking ch- taking shots on goal. Absolutely, yeah. And but we'll get more into him later. Uh, he played a more pivotal role in the uh, New Mexico game, but we'll get to that in a moment. Yep. So. Uh, um, you know that that performance. I mean, it's and now I feel like it's so far away. I, I don't. There's not a whole bunch to say left, other than just kind of saying like some of those notable names like we did. Um, but yeah. uh, the man of the match I've got for that game is Jeremy Gray, and that's just because, I mean, seriously, one of the best performances we've seen. This was like, I haven't seen him play. Th- I mean, I've seen him play plenty good. He's he's continues to be a shredder in the midfield um, and an absolute cog um, for for Ryan Martin's system. But this was like up at the distribution levels that he had when he, when we played away at Philly union two for the first game of the 2020 season, way before the even COVID lockdown stuff happened. Um, it was awesome to see. So, um, yeah. so there's that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's New York Red Bulls in a, in a, in a nutshell, man. I mean, it was a shame that Boulevard couldn't break through for that second goal that really would have uh, rocked the house there, but uh, you know, we just got to pick up and move on and, that's, That's right. what the team did as they went to Isotopes Park, the uh, home That's of the Albuquerque Isotopes, which for you Simpsons fans out there, you'll get the joke. And, I uh, do yeah. not get the joke. Um, and uh, New Mexico United. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the very short version is, you know, they did, uh, the Simpsons had an episode where the Springfield Isotopes were about to move to Albuquerque until Homer went on a hunger strike. And uh, I, somebody in the real life Albuquerque, I guess, when they were getting a, uh, team they're like hey we got you know the los alamos uh nuclear facility here why not just uh or why not just uh call them the isotopes and uh thus it was the park and the 
team that play in we're born but we're not here to talk about them we're talking no. here no, to talk about the uh, <laughs> football team that played on the barely concealed uh, baseball uh, field i gotta i gotta be honest with you adam you did not convince me to be a simpsons fan at all in that moment so look um, it was <laughs> look if you if you got into it in like 2005 then it's already too late fair enough yeah, it's in your bloodstream um, all right that's fine so no but that was a great transition man um next up is is new mexico united and now I know that there, there's a lot of like casual, like Loudon fans who listen to the podcast or who maybe just follow Loudon. Um, like they're in it for like, oh, game to game. But I think before we really unpack the New Mexico game, I want to say two things. Um, New Mexico is not New York Red Bulls. They're, they're yeah. not Miami FC, although Miami FC is cutting up, um, cutting the rug right now. They're, they're <laughs> dancing near the top of the, the Atlantic division. New Mexico United is a powerhouse um so i the other thing i wanted to say is i had the, the opportunity um to join the los somos podcast who is one of the like eight different podcasts that new mexico united has now mind you they started the same year that we did they're a 2019 inaugural season team as well they have a it's this a baseball team the isotopes as you mentioned with the weird simpsons thing but they have a big stadium um they have a giant fan base they fill the stadium um I mean, they're in every bar, they're in every pub. They're they they have nothing else really going on. Um, there. their fans show up. Yeah, yeah. And, and and because they have nothing else going on, there's there's no Washington football team. There's no uh, Wizards. There's no Spirit. There's none of that stuff. Um, yeah. And so they they show up, man. They love New Mexico United. It is a culture of soccer over there, and it mm-hmm. and it happened because of this team. Um, so to go in there, I mean. No one thought we had a chance. We're loud and united. You know, we're the team that got set all time low records for points per game last year. And we're rolling into New Mexico United. This is the big dogs. This is up there with Tampa Bay Rowdies and and Louisville. These are, you know, David and Goliath. But for those of you aware of that story, what happened? Uh, David reached a deal. No, I'm sorry. It turns out. So yeah, he reached a deal maybe to get a, a very weird red card. The game played out and we, <laughs> we um, it, look, you're not supposed to tell me you paid off the refs. No, yeah. be on our red <laughs> I tell you, um, it, it definitely where, where I felt the ref was very unfair. And this is what I was alluding to earlier in the New York Red Bulls game. The ref was very unfair in the New Mexico United game. And it was yeah. in favor of us. I don't know what happened. Um, I, I don't think anybody's paying anybody off um, yeah. at this league level, but I will say um, I was tweeting back and forth uh, with, with the Los Somos guys and they were, let's say unimpressed. We'll just go with unimpressed because they I had a chance. Imagine. Yeah. They had a chance to, to, to really skyrocket with a win um, over us and a yeah. very, very weird red card um, early in the game. In the 23rd minute against Austin Yearwood. Yeah. I was yep. watching it on the tube and even I thought it was, it was not a red. A little offense. soft, let's yeah. put it that way. But and, you know. and then their coach got red carded too, which was weird. Oh yeah, in the second half. I think, but that was like you know after all the other little events that kind of added up. I think the ref just lost control of the yeah. game. I think it's like the fact that the uh, the crowd was basically screaming for their heads. Yeah, which <laughs> there were there were unfortunately um, some some very unfortunate allegations as well in that game. Yeah, we won't we won't unpack that. That's, we'll let the USL deal with 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 that. Yeah. Um, as they're doing with the Loudon situation. So, um, yeah, I, it, the, well, the ref aside, you know, our guys played all right. I don't think it was our best performance. I mean, it wasn't our worst because 
that would have been easily the Miami game where we were up a man and we just couldn't. And couldn't we just get couldn't together. get past that goalie, no matter how hard we yeah. shot it. Um, and this one, Giovanni Bolivar fired a rocket in the 40th minute, and that was all we needed. Yeah, he he had a nice little place pat up, uh, you know, place shot up into the upper 90, um, yeah. top right uh, bins, as they say. Um, and it was one of those it was one of those match goals that was it was so worthwhile that it actually ended up being nominated for goal of the week, but it wasn't going to win. There were some amazing goals. Um, but yeah, I mean. The, the defense held up. They absorbed a ton of pressure, even despite being down a man. Um, New Mexico was is a team that right there. They're, they're going to come at you. They got a ton of talent. So even down a man, it was almost oh, yeah. an even match. Um, and, and that's it's scary to say, but it's mm-hmm. true. Um, but I mean, this was yeah. to, there to were a Mel. few really close calls at the end there where it looked like they might have gotten it past Florida. But Ooh, somehow, yeah. somehow managed to keep the ball out of the net. Yeah. Tim so, Mel yeah. had a, had a stellar performance. Uh, Jacob green. Yeah. This is, this is our first time getting Jacob green back of the season you yeah. know, out there. He had and also, amazing... this was the shields first start as well. So Jacob green, amazing performance. Yeah. I was going to say um, the shields as well. The shields is another player that this is his first start. Um, but Jacob green, I mean, he, he was up and down the sideline. He was just all over the place. Uh, it was good to see, uh, what DC United sees in him paying off, you know, because obviously they they brought him on to a DC United MLS contract and then they didn't really use him. They didn't, you know, he played some scrimmage time, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, but he hasn't even really been named to any uh rosters significantly. And and it's good to see though, like this is why they kept him around. I mean, he is mm-hmm. he's very talented. Um, and, and I think he's improved uh exponentially since the last time we saw him, uh, you know, rocking red and white. Um, kit so yeah yeah mm. so yeah uh midfield was 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 just fine um you know they they drove the ball really well up and down the sidelines when they did have possession and they lobbed a lot of passes in and they read the the match notes of of what worked against us in, in new york and miami um it looks like we're getting that under control uh spoiler alert in the the most recent games but other issues have have, have arisen um Jeremy Gray was Jeremy Gray, you know, no, no surprises there. I had, I had great stats uh, and numbers for him. And Gasau Samake was one of the most, I mean, this is his best performance. I think he had, he was um, just absolutely blitzing nonstop. I mean, just couldn't be controlled contained on that left side. Um, But, um, and I still think we have yet to see even more from him after this. We have yeah, and and we haven't seen him as much recently. Um, but yeah, uh, there's some some thoughts there. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but um, everybody was pretty good. Um, uh, this was our first time seeing uh, Robbie Dambro in a while, wasn't this? Or was he? Yeah, he, this is he got his first time back. Um, yeah, so- this is his first time for this uh, season, I yep. believe. So and I, I stay, he may have come on in like the the waning minutes of uh, of the New York Red Bulls game, but I don't I can't recall. It wasn't significant enough to to rate um, at least in, in our scale. But he came. He was he on the he was on the bench, but he didn't come in. But he he definitely came in. Um and but, and, yeah. and he was he was a stud in, in the New Mexico game. Um, which was awesome because I don't think he really actually saw any minutes last season. I think that there was some issues, maybe health or something. Yeah, he was. He was injured and then he was struggling with uh, his rehab after that. It was kind of a sad story. Him, Ferrin, and uh, I think there's one more. Uh, 
it's either Douay or I think it was Douay at the time, which was kind of sad because, you know, we were looking forward to seeing a lot from him. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's good to see Dan Brown on the pitch uh, this time now. Yeah. So he, I mean, seeing him out there again, you know, for the first time since 2019 was just awesome because it's like a reminder, like, this is not a little dude, you know, he, he's a big guy. He's a force. He's a, he's a presence out there, um, but he's quick, man. He's got great ball control. He's got good, good sight. He knows, he knows where to put the balls. He can read plays. Um, he, he He's almost like out of position. Like he'd almost be a better, like, you know, box to box midfielder, but um, I don't want to say that because he does so great, um, but he does kind of shift positions. We're going to talk about that as we go on, but um, yeah. this was awesome to see him back. And I think he did amazingly um mm-hmm. but the uh, even though giovanni boulevard got the nod for man of the match from the team and not to disagree with them i do disagree with them i believe <laughs> man of the match just because of pure save count because keeping us in the game because just standing on his head despite us being up a man i mean he still had to put in a ton of work between the sticks and that is uh germain forder from across the pond our uh, uk goalkeeper mm-hmm. Uh, so, no arguments here on that one. Honestly. Yeah, I think, I mean, quite honestly, man, like, you know, with the amount of opportunities, amount of shots they had on goal and everything, this is, he he's the only reason we came out of there with three points. He's the only reason we have any points, you know. I mean, obviously, Bolivar's goal is the reason why, but, you know, we've scored goals in games before and, and didn't walk away with them. He was amazing in that. And, yeah. um, and our defense was amazing too, not to, not to, you know, water them down at all because, they didn't make mistakes, man. They they made the right decisions at the right time, um, and it was the same general uh, defense that we we've had up to this point. So that was awesome. Yeah. So uh, we get our first three points on the road against uh, an absolute Goliath of a team um, who's back on track now. Um, you know, since that loss, they've they've continued to perform um, and, and dominate out in the like mountain region or whatever it's called out there. Uh, and so it's, it's, uh, it's good that we don't have to play them again. Let's put it that way. We got, we got our three points. That was our first ever game against a West Western conference opponent in Loudon, Loudon history. Cause generally you wouldn't play them other than the playoffs where we've never been before. Um, and you wouldn't even play them in the playoffs. We'll get there the soon. Final. Gotta yeah. believe, gotta be optimistic. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's all I've got on New Mexico. Um, bar I guess else? we're um, so I guess yeah. from there we transitioned back to Segra Field a few days later, yes, June second, where we uh, took on Pittsburgh, who has also been uh, struggling this year, despite you know their usual success in uh, the USL Championship. Yep. So but, so both teams, you know, coming off uh, coming off their first wins this year and uh, hungry for more. Pittsburgh is one of those teams that is a proverbial um, Eastern Conference like championship game type of team. They're up there with the Indy 11, the Louisville, um, Tampa Bay Rowdies. These are teams you almost expect to be in. They're like they're like the Patriots with Tom Brady. Right. Um, and it's it's mainly you know, they constantly are shifting players. It's their coach. Um, he, he's a super talented coach who's who's been there, done that, um, you know, has been offered all sorts. Really? Of, yeah. Um, opportunities elsewhere but he just likes coaching there at, at Highmark um stadium and he's super talented and so they're rolling into town and this is another game that we just should not be uh you know really hanging around but as you alluded to they have been underperforming at this point in the season i think at, yeah. at this point in the season um even still today i think they might be just below 
that playoff line. Um, but they may have some games in hand. They've got some other opportunities out there. Yeah. Still so pretty early in the season for everyone, but yep. yeah, they roll into the house and uh, into Segra and what happens? Well, um, you know, Velarde and uh, Cicerone, God, I hope I said those names right. Uh, Cicerone. Cicerone. They put up a lot of uh, scary looks at the goal and a couple of them even got through. You could hear uh, if you uh, were behind uh, the net there, you could hear uh, Forda's frustration when uh, they went unmarked by our uh, back line. Yep. Though they did, um, the Shields got the, the Shields, Mel and Akwe got the start, but uh in roughly the uh, 18th minute, there was, uh, you know, you could hear the frustration. You could see it where some sort of mix up on the right side between the defenders and uh, Mustafa, who lost the ball at that point, uh, trying to come back. Uh, they just crossed it into Villarde, who kicked, who struck in the goal. And, uh, you know, that was the, that set a uh, depressing tone, let's put it that way. And also... Yeah. And then followed up with uh, near the, like a few minutes before the end of the half, uh, the 41st minute, according to the statue here, when uh, there's basically like, a, you know, maybe 0.5 defenders for every Pittsburgh guy that was in the box at that point. And uh, Akwe had to basically make the decision of whether to uh, keep the ball away from, uh, I think it was, it was either Dixon or Cicerone. Uh, I forget yeah. which one of them came forward, but Dixon, I think. But in either case, he basically, you know, they were about to head it into the goal, and there was just too many. And Akwe had to make the decision to try and, you know, throw his body in front of the ball to get it out. And unfortunately, he put it past uh, Florida. So I don't think he made the decision. Unfortunately, yeah. I think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, which isn't. Yeah, hard, that's what it's I hard meant. To, it's hard to blame him because the ball came off of Dixon. I believe it yeah, was him. The, yeah, I'm just and, I'm and skimming it, through the highlights. Yeah, it came off of Dixon. And, and it just clipped Wahebakwe and and yeah. went in, um, unfortunately, for his yeah. second on goal of the season. But uh, Akwe... Also, uh, sorry, I just wanted to add that uh, even uh, Coach Martin himself, uh, when he was being interviewed by Ryan Kiefer from Black and Red United, said it was the worst uh, first half that that team had played all year. I would in his estimation, not me. Hmm. But hmm. Uh, having said that, yeah, they were the attack such as it was, was pretty flat. And the did he, defense did, did, did coach Martin watch the Miami game? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Cause I don't know. We weren't, I mean, like, I, I guess, I guess at least with right. the Miami. Yeah. At least, with the, I, sorry. I, I didn't interrupt. I, I guess he's right in the sense that like, you know, the Miami game, we dominated the, the the latter parts of the first half because we were up a man. But I mean, we wouldn't have if we weren't, you know, I, yeah. I that the, the period that they scored two goals in, in quick succession was 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 terrible in the Miami game. But I guess that's right. It was probably the worst half in, in that same sense, though. And, and with Dakwe, it's crazy because he was having like the best first half he's had yeah. of the season Um, up until that moment. He was he was amazing. He was. Yeah. It was it was a bad decision. Uh, un, uh, that's not a bad decision. It was an unlucky deflection. I, I can't yeah. call it a bad decision. Um, and, yeah, like I said, it was he had to make a snap thing because if he didn't get it, it might have been off of Velarde's head, and unfortunately, he just it was like you said, unlucky. I, yeah, I don't, I don't again. I don't think it was a decision. I think it just ping ponged, and and yeah. it was like a bam bam, and he couldn't have he couldn't have got out of the way. It came in so fast. It, was, it just. Yeah. It's so hard to blame on him, but ultimately it still goes as an own goal. Just as what yeah. it is. 
Um, so, so yeah, yeah, they come out of the they come out of the locker room in the second half, yep. uh, and Giovanni Boulevard puts one on the uh, puts one on the sheet for us. Second goal in two games. Yep, and uh, you know, great, good for him to see, you know, that he's not just being loaned because uh, as DC United's awful, but uh, because he's got oh. pretty good. Uh, he's got pretty good uh, striking skills in his own right. Yep. And, uh, you know, we've been looking at him as well as his teammate to Darluis Paz. They were playing for the same team in Venezuela, maybe different age brackets, but the point stands. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for him to get the, the nod to start up top to, to Bunny yeah. Boulevard. Cause I, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready to move on and, and try some new things up top. <laughs> but yeah, he got a goal and then, uh, Cicerone, uh, unfortunately uh got it they managed to get a penalty shot back on us yep uh, giving so away penalties those penalties <laughs> yep i mean it seems so i mean it seems soft to me but you know that's just me being a homer and yeah uh, usl refs being usl refs I, I think it was a it was a reasonable penalty i think it was a bad decision given away by mike the shields um yeah a little bit a little bit rough um but it, it, that's what happens man you know it's it, you gotta make like you said, you got to make a decision and it's hard to say it, it's easy to go back and, and yeah. be, you know, Monday morning um, armchair quarterbacks. Right. You know, it's yeah. so or Wednesday yeah. in our case, but <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, so yeah, yeah, you got Aqua. He's definitely notable um, Bolivar. This was like, I think Bolivar, even though I know he got his goal in New Mexico, I think this was Bolivar's like, like kind of big, like showing his coming out party in a sense, you know, yeah. um, I didn't always love like some of his finishing skills early on, but he showed off. He's, he's fast. He's not just a normal striker. Um, and I I'm, I'm excited. Uh, assuming that pause didn't get injured significantly in the most recent game. Um, I'm excited to see the two of them paired at the top of the field, maybe with Cairo on the right, you know, so pause on the left and then, yeah. and, 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 and Giovanni Boulevard in the middle, but we're not there yet. Um, right now, um, Sammy Sergi still is, is the go-to right now from Ryan Martin. Yeah. And so, and, oh yeah. And uh, before we move on, I don't, don't want to forget uh, Logan Panchel scoring his first uh, professional goal. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and uh, absolutely a, a gorgeous goal too. Yeah. Um, maybe even goal of the season, but I mean, just absolutely gets over top of it and just drives it bottom right. Um, you just you're never gonna save those. Um, so yeah, that was that was yeah. awesome. But um, another player, this was our second time seeing him, but I believe his first start is uh, Nanan Hassau, who yep. goes by uh, Landry Hassau as well. Yep. Um, on a lot of the USL team shoots. So so he's there's a lot of tangibles I like about this guy. He, you know, his, his highlight reel in um, Cote d'Ivoire is amazing. He did a lot of great there. Um, I, I think that he has a partnership. I think that can grow with Garay because, you know, on paper, at least they seem like they would complement each other uh, very well. Um, even though the Garay and TKD match uh, midfielding has been probably the best so far, but he he's, he's, I think maybe, a little bit he's got some growing room i think that i think he hasn't really shown us exactly what uh, he's capable of just yet right. and that may be just because he's playing in such a such a foreign country than the ivory coast you know yeah. it's such a different place such a different league than what he's used to um not to mention that he's still like 18 years old right 
Yeah, and, and that's the thing is we bring these 19-year-olds, these 20-year-olds. And uh, for those of you listening, like, can you remember, like, when you were that age? Um, I mean, like, what you were thinking and if it was in such a different country, like, in, you know, there, there's there's language barriers. There's all those other things, you know, going on. I, I think that he's going to fit, but he's just not there yet. He probably knows that. It's okay. Um, we're backing him to have a good season still. I am certainly – but um, yeah. yeah. Also, the team needs to get get this straight. Like he is not five foot ten. I don't know where <laughs> Loudon, uh, you know, or maybe it's the USL stat line. But they they got it on his, on the app. His profile says he's five like nine or five ten. Dude is is well over six feet. He's got to be. And if not, I'm gonna be appalled. Like I, he looks tall. And also a slight correction, 20 years old. So 20 years old. On, still, that's still, an egg man. on my face. But yeah, I hear what you say about that. I think, what can you say? Some people, you know, they want to say that they've got uh, bigger feet for a reason. We're, we're average fielding teams right now at like the 22 year age group right now. I mean, like we yeah. have very young teams. These are not like seasoned professionals in the sense that like what's what Charleston or, or what, what New Mexico and, and Pittsburgh are fielding at this point. Yeah. Or even what we're going to be facing in Tampa Bay and Hartford coming up. Um, these are these are youngsters um, who have opportunities to grow in this league with DC and the MLS, and, and some of them even maybe overseas. Like we've witnessed already coming out of our program in in uh, Brian Ko, um, who now plays for um, Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga. So I mean, like these are not like these. <laughs> These are not players like what we're playing against where like their cap is like the best we can ever do is play for Hartford, nothing against Hartford, but these are players who want to do a lot more with their career. And, and, and unfortunately yeah. that may make us feel a bit like a stepping stone, but the yeah, that's the double-edged sort of loving uh, team. Even that's a tier two of the soccer pyramid. Yep. So um, last two people I want to talk about real quick about in the, um, in the Pittsburgh game, uh, it were Jeremy Gray is, is number one. Um, I, I just I, 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 I've said this already multiple times this podcast. One of the problems, I guess, with doing multiple games in a single episode is I'm going to be very repetitive, but he continues to be the best player on the pitch. He has massive intelligence. Uh, it, it's unbelievable for his age, for his size. Um, he has a knack and ability to play his teammates out of trouble. Um, he can occupy space and he has technical ability to drive the ball forward. Um, he's setting plays. He's, he's sharp and, 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 and cutting down counterattacks. Jeremy Gray is just an absolute stud. I am so, so happy we have him on the team. Um, and, and he has just grown um, bounds since uh, we saw him last season. So right. um, I had to mention Jeremy Gray. I feel like he was like, he was up there with, um, Nah, he's probably up there for probably the runner-up for performance um, of the of the of the game. But my man of the match was actually, despite not scoring, right? Because I think it was Boulevard, and and, Boulevard and this goes and to Pancho. say, yeah, this goes to say. I mean, like, I didn't actually think Pancho had a great game despite the goal, um, but Dampro was was everywhere. Dan, this was where we saw like Dambro for the first time, you know, for seconds or maybe just on the bench against uh, New York. And we saw him in legitimate strides doing great things against New Mexico in this game. He, this was his performance. I mean, he was out there and, and he, he literally like took the field, looked at Ryan Martin and said, Hey man, 
This left back, this left wing back spot, that's mine. It's mine. I'm taking it from Samake. And, and, and this is a problem that seems to happen every season with, with Ryan Martin is that he has a specific position wherever it is on the field. And he has two of the best players to choose from in that same position. And, yeah. and it's this terrible conundrum to be in if you're a coach, but it's also like a, it's a wealth of riches, right? Like, Oh, so sad. Um, yeah. I mean, he was, he was the man I think out there, he was orchestrating, creating, he was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Um, and, and no one was getting through him. Um, I, I thought he was, he was a stud. So yeah, that was my uh, man of the match. Another maybe controversial one, because it doesn't line up with, what the league or what the team um, might have put out, but that's that's all I got on Pittsburgh. All right. So next up, we have another game that was played uh, where we're sitting right now. It is currently uh, June 9th. Uh, the yep. the U.S. men's national it's team six nine six nine. Yeah, the the U.S. men's national team just beat down um, Costa Rica in an international friendly game. Um, where a bunch of guys got their first goals and it was very exciting. And that just finished like while we're talking here um, to you all. So you're all probably going to listen to this for the first time, maybe uh, June 10th or onward. But as we're sitting, it's the night after um, the most recent home game. And that was against Charleston battery. Yep. And uh, we got this time they decided to switch it up in goal. We got uh the boy from Silver Spring, Keegan Meyer. Well, yep. he's 24 years old, I guess. Calling him a boy isn't really uh, <laughs> probably relevant now, not to mm. mention that he got in, he was in the New England Revolution system previously. I don't know if he played sure. in it, but he was there. But yeah, so I guess, so until someone, uh, you know, emails us and says otherwise, I'm going to say this was his first professional start. Uh, so yeah, yeah I don't know. Meyer from Silver Spring. I'm not sure. Um, that's that's awesome though. Um, so just real quick, let's talk about Charleston just for a second before we get and unpack the um the performances yeah. and the and the roster. Um, so Charleston is a, is another team. You know, unfortunately, that the Atlantic Division is is stock full of of talented teams that are just proverbial playoff making teams. Charleston's one of them. They're another team you expect to make the playoffs. They don't always make runs in the playoffs. Um, we've actually had a really good record against Charleston. I think we've tied them once and, and really whooped up on them in a game right before they started the playoffs in 2019. Um, yeah, but needless to say, they're generally a pretty, pretty um, professional, you know, uh, tighten your, your tie kind of team. You know, they're going to get out there. They're going to conduct business uh, well coached. Um well-funded they got probably some of the coolest like gear too if you ever like find yourself you know bored middle of the night looking at like usl like um team gear go to their website man everything they have i want all of it it's so hey, we only do that on occasion here <laughs> yeah i know if you ever need to just burn some money um yeah go go buy charleston battery gear because it's so freaking cool and so are their supporters groups they've got some great gear too but um, there it's like, you're so lucky also. Cause like, what a sweet, sweet name. What a sweet team. If you're familiar with Charleston, the battery, whatever. Anyways, um, they're a te- they're a very good team, but this year they're at the bottom of the table for a multitude of reasons. For one, they're underperforming. That's the first thing you can say they're underperforming, but for two, they have a lot of games in hand. They have not played as many games as the rest teams and in, in, in the Atlantic division, uh, unfortunately, um, unlike us. Um, who've got a, a, a lot of notches in the loss column already um, Four after this one. Spoiler alert for those of you who didn't tune in. Um, but they were technically at the bottom 
of the Atlantic division going into this game. We were second to bottom. This is battle of the bottoms. You know, this is like, if one of us wants a chance to really make a run for the playoffs positioning, this is where you get those first three points. Um, and, and we dominated them. It was just like Newark Red Bulls at home all over again. Unfortunately, yeah. Segra is not a um, a Coliseum or a Stanford Bridge or whatever um, just yet. You know, at the moment, it's not the Brooklyn Bridge either. Yeah. Um, we so, we, we dominate according to the stat sheet. We got twelve shots to their nine. We got 64% possession to their three. We got yep. 84% pass accuracy to their 73. We even got one fewer card than they did. Guess who won though? Yeah, no doubt. Because they get that, that one opportunity and um, yeah, they a, caught, a they caught our back three sleeping. Yeah. Some I mean, guy named failing. There's yeah. a little irony for you there. Yes. It's spelled F A H L I N G, but I know what I heard on that broadcast. That's right. <laughs> He didn't fail that time, but um, I mean, absolutely. He he took advantage of of uh, a choke point. I mean, they yeah. they 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 everybody kind of closed down on the same two folks in in the box, and he came around wide and left left uh, a couple of players um, just watching um, and pointing fingers. Uh, unfortunately, and yeah, it, just, it was just completely uncontested back there, and had an easy opportunity when when Meyer was dealing with near post um, scrambles, and so. And on top of that, on the yeah. offensive side, you know, Garay and Green had a few uh, really good setups, but there was just, I don't know, there just wasn't really anyone on the other end of them. Yeah, no, yeah. And uh, there was like, I think there was one really good shot by Dan Brott that Kuzminski, the uh, Charleston goalkeeper, had to actually make an effort on. Very early on. Saved. Yep. But aside from that, there just, there wasn't much in the final third there oh, and that's just so frustrating to watch probably even more so for the guys playing but sure yeah and hey man like you know, the the thing is is like everyone has seen it if you're a professional uh, soccer fan you, you've witnessed this if you're if you're as blessed to have played at like a high competitive level in the soccer world as well like it's the same thing exists i mean like there are lapses or like like it's like a wave, right? There's, there's crests and there's like, um, what, what, like valleys when it comes to, to striking and to, to goal scoring. Um, if you're a fan of like Liverpool right now, you're witnessing it happening with Sadio Mane or like, or Timo Werner for Chelsea, you know, it's, it's just is what it is, man, but it's happening at the top of ours right now. And it's very unfortunate because opportunities are, are, are emerging, but goals are not uh, coming as a result. And, and, and so yeah. um, it's, it's very heartbreaking, but, but hey, the, the the game though was a story of two halves. Though it was two very different halves. Um, I, I think that there were a, there was a star for the first half and there's a star for the second half. And, and this was probably the toughest man in the match um, decision I've had to make so far. So first of all, Jacob Green was was a freak show in the first half. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know he was listed as a left wing back, um, sitting in that kind of that role, but. 
I don't know what position he was playing because he was in every single position. I mean, he was making tackles in the box. He was taking, taking on defenders in their opposing box. He was on the right wing. He was on the left wing. He was absolutely everywhere. It was like, they just gave him the number 10 kit and they were like, man, have fun tonight. You know, don't even <laughs> worry about it. Cause he was on drugs. It was awesome. He was, um, Oh man, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, and, and eventually he kind of, petered out a bit in the second half and, and i remember thinking like where, where is he gone what happened is he is he burnt yeah. out and eventually he kind of gets a, a little minor knock and um kind of goes down easy and then kind of uh results in a sub off yeah. I, I almost wonder if there was something else that was maybe irritating him earlier on that caused him to be less aggressive in the second half but that was unfortunate to see um yeah so he was i'll, I'll, I'll ruin my I'm not going to ruin the man of the match, but I'm going to ruin who it wasn't. Jacob Green was like, was tied at man of the match, but I, I ended up not going with him because instead of doing what I believe the, the man of the match did, he ebbed downward. He started off so amazing. had this grandiose first half and then eventually kind of ebbed off. Um, but what we're going to, we're going to tuck that in our back pocket. And we're going to talk about man of the match in a second. Let's talk about yeah. um, Dambro. Dambro had a great performance again. Um, oh Yes. I, he was in a different position this time, kind of sitting in one of those three center back spots, um, the left one, which we now know um, it, it, Ryan Martin likes to have them run up and down the field. So he, even though he was in that center box spot, he, he, he spent plenty of time in the opposing half, um, even a few opportunities in the opposing third. Um, so that was, that was good to see, but with him being in a more central defensive role came the result came with less opportunities of him going forward, which I think was mm -hmm. where he was so valuable in the past is creating chances um, and, and driving the ball forward. Yeah. Um, Not to mention that one chance he did get in the first half, but I already mentioned that. Yep. 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 Um, Pancho was, was as he's been all season, like, like a stalwart, hardworking player that is not impressing a whole ton, but not making a bunch of mistakes either. Um, so that was, that was good to see Nikki downs had his best game of the, of his season so far. Um, obviously he was, he had some great games when he played for Hartford last year, but, uh, yeah. and, and I think that that was primarily because he's sitting right there by Jeremy Gray and Jeremy Gray was out of control. <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Tim Mel had, had some, some ups and downs, same with the shields. Uh, both of them looked shaky at times. Both of them made great decisions at times. Keegan Meyer did his job uh, for the most part. You, it's almost you hate to blame him for that goal, but you know yeah. he, he didn't get a clean sheet, and that's 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 the, the stat line we'll say. Um, Dar Luis Paz, um, what do you got on him, man? I, I, I'm starting to think like uh, this is why DC United brought him in um, because. Yeah, man, he's got bags of pace, and this kid mm -hmm. doesn't get winded. He'll take the craziest sprints, and like I'll look, yeah. and the camera zooms in on him, and he's like breathing, like like he's out, like just having a cup of tea or something. Like makes <laughs> no sense to me. Yeah, for the little bit from the little bits that I've seen of him uh, in previews before he uh, signed on with Loudon, it was as you said that he's just got amazing pace, amazing uh, stamina. That uh, he plays at the forward, but he can probably run up and down the field. Wonder if. Uh, wonder if they're going to give him a shot in like a midfield or if they think that he's more of a pure striker. Yep. 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 Uh, but I would be curious to see him like, uh, I don't know, to see him in the midfield and put, uh, 
and uh, put Bolivar up top, see how Ooh, that shakes that's interesting. out. Yeah. Just uh, I'm, I'm playing a little fantasy football here in my head, but uh, sure, it's, sure. it's something to think about. I don't Certainly. think you know what fantasy football is, but I I, I like what you're doing regardless. <laughs> that is not what fantasy football is at all. I but know, I know. I, 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 know. I, I think you're playing a little FIFA in your head, and that's that is that's, awesome. That's I love what that. I meant. <laughs> um, but aren't we all? I mean, aren't we all pretending like we could do it better? Um, like we're all yeah. uh, professionally. God, managing I haven't played teams. football manager in so long, but there that's another topic on for in future. Oh, geez, no. Um, so yeah, man. Um, he is, he's, he's just very interesting, uh, to watch out there. Um, a name that we got to see back, uh, in, in the line, or at least uh, coming off of the bench, but didn't really get notable minutes, uh, against, uh, Pittsburgh was, was Massimo Farron. And we, he did get some more noticeable minutes out there, um, against Charleston. And I think he performed very well. I, you know, we only got him in bits and pieces last year. It's another player that, you know, like a broken record. We now, in that one performance, we now at least see why Ryan Martin wanted him back in the red and white. Um, mm-hmm. Like he had something to prove and he proved it last night. He's got a lot of talent um, coming in, uh, coming in from Canada and he's just, yeah, it's exciting, man. It, it was cool to see him, him shredding it up. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a lot in the little amount of time he was given um, that yeah, I think did some, some good stuff. I, I, same thing can be said about Hassan. He, he did better. Um, I don't think he's still there yet. Um, Gabara as well. We got to finally see him back in action, and, and of course, um, we got we can't forget the debut of Barry Sharifi. I was leaving that for you, I was leaving that for you to mention yep. the um, the <laughs> New York former New York Red Bull yep. player. Um, and uh, he and you know, he did a decent job, uh, his first thing there back from uh, the torn meniscus surgery and rehab, which kept him sidelined. And yep. speaking as a guy who had uh, torn meniscus in his right knee solidarity. Guaranteed. <laughs> he's already a better player though. Now that he's no longer playing for New York Rebels. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he didn't have a lot, lot to do out there. You know, he, he, he got yeah. in some plays. Um, he had some good decisions, bad decisions. We don't know what he's capable of yet, but yeah, like you said, he's had some knee issues um, and some knee surgery. So it was just exciting to see him out there, excited to see him walk off the field as opposed to being carried off the field, as as those of you who know knee injuries yeah. are with soccer players. Um, but That's what took down Massimo Ferrin last year, actually, wasn't it? I think it was. I don't – I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not – It was either a knee or an ankle injury, but either way. Hmm. But either way, you know, those are uh, – those weird uh, biology of the human body, especially yeah. at that level. So uh, now the last player I want to talk about, um, and you may have other people you want, you want to mention, but the last one I want to talk about um, is I, I gotta say, if like, if I had control on what highlight reels looked like in the sports world, um, all highlight reels would be, you know, like soccer related. Like they just would be all soccer related. And, and, <laughs> and, and up near the top would be nutmegs. I mean, cause when you can nutmeg a player, and then sit them down and then just calmly stride on past them and continue to drive the ball. Um, I, I, I cannot discount enough. Not only how, how much talent that takes to do, to do it confidently, but what it does to like the, the mentality of the player you just did it to. Oh, yeah. oh, it's, it is. I mean, it's like just taking, taking his pants and just pulling them down on the field. Um, it, it's breaking it's, ankles tail is old. It is. Time. Yeah. And, and TKD did that, um, man. And it was, 
gosh, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it was, I mean, it yeah. makes you want to cry. I mean, it's it's like a, a work of art, but yeah. he absolutely sat this this poor kid down. Um and yeah, I mean, he might as well have been just sitting there picking clovers the rest of the game. <laughs> poor, poor, he never he never really recovered. But um he did that. He had a great game. Um TKD uh, spoiler alert was my man of the match. Um, yeah. and, and I think that that again, yeah, I think he tied neck and neck with Jacob green because he had a great first half and, and TKD was almost like non-existent in the first 20 minutes. You know, he got a couple touches of the ball. I think he was initially instructed to kind of own that right wing and, and he's just a lot more quiet when he plays on the wings. Um, he doesn't get as much interaction and the entire first half, all of the money was being passed through the left side of our, of our team. So he didn't get a lot of interaction, but as the game progressed, he became more comfortable. He started to own things a little more. And uh, eventually, you know, in latter parts of the first half and throughout the entire second half, he was a, 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 a player with decades more talent than he should have had at his age. Yeah. Um, and so he get, he got his first man of the match uh, nod, which I will say this so far, this is this point in the season in, in most years, um, at least with my stat keeping, because I kept stats even before this podcast started. I've had repeat man of the matches. And so far, we have not had a single repeated man of the match um, performance this year. Everybody only has one that has one at all. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, TKD is awesome. He's I'm, great. I was going to say green for the uh, man of the match, but you made a good point with uh, TKD. And also, uh, for even if it didn't end, the, the game didn't end the way we'd hope. Yeah. TKD, he played to the whistle. It was he like was, um, everybody else was winded, regardless yeah. of whether they were subbed in or not. Yep, absolutely. He kept he kept trying to make something, even if it didn't well, uh, work out in the end. It's like um, if you're if you're familiar with like the the musical terminology, right? One was a crescendo, and the other was a decrescendo. Like one one continued to grow throughout the game, and the other, unfortunately, not a knock against Jacob Green, but he he performed less and less at the same quality as the game progressed. Um, despite having a, just an unbelievable first half. Um, yeah, and that's so, all I got for this game. Yep, same. That's it, man. Um, next up, we got Tampa Bay Rowdies. I don't want to talk a lot about this. Number one, because they're an amazingly talented team that, um, I mean, took the East by storm last season, won the Eastern Conference champion, uh, yeah, uh, final, and, and was going to the USL final before it got canceled because of a certain uh, beverage virus. And – so, um, yeah, we, we don't need to talk about that. You know, yeah. starting this episode off before we started going live, Adam and I were both like, can we fit for uh, real quick, like ripping through them match reviews um, in, in a one hour episode. And so far we've done that. Um, so we're going to end it with, I mean, with generally with this, like, you know, here, I, I want to say one more thing um, with regards to the lineups. And I'll give you a minute if you want to say anything as well. But I gotta say, man, we keep getting the 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 no injury report, um, like no injuries on, on an injury report. Like they, I don't know what like requirements USL because it's not like the NFL where like they have to like annotate like every single injury that's going on. Um, yeah. We haven't seen like Hassan Pinto in a while, and I don't think he played too terribly. There's other names like on the on the list that we haven't seen, and you have to wonder like what would happen to Samake. He was doing so well. Mm-hmm. 
I recognize Dambro has been doing great as well, but now we know Dambro can play like center, center defense, central defense. Not to mention Saravia got signed uh, short sometime yeah. after we uh, did our Alexon. last episode, but uh, absolutely well, resigned. But yet I haven't seen anything about him. Sa- after, haven't seen anything about him. We know we know he's got he's got uh, talent. Some of the younger guys, you know why? Like they're academy players, like Fuentes and Gomez, and so on yeah. and so forth. We know why we're not seeing them, but it doesn't make sense. I, I don't get why if they're not injured, why we're not seeing their names out there. Um, my only theory that I have, just off the top of my head, or hot take, if you will, is that uh, the coach uh, is trying to basically play the Utes as best he can well, to play different mixes of players because he's got what was it like. 25 30 something people that he's got to cycle through if you include the people sent down from uh from dc united and the people that have come up from the youth academy that may make sense but it doesn't add up with my with the final point which is i was gonna say which is where the hell is michael gamble that is a good question he was one of the most significant uh pieces of, of our offense last year he donned the number 10 he was our captain he was supposed to be our captain this year not to say timmy mel hasn't been doing great he's been doing great captain in his side but <clears throat> this is our guy we expected to be out there leading us into battle um him and and scundrich which dc united just stole from us i mean yeah. like it was like, it was like we went from Oh wow, DC United really cares about this team and is invested in it. And they signed a super talented guy named Drew Scundrich. And then, oh, DC United has a little bit of trouble and they really don't care about us. They actually just want to pull him up to the DC, <laughs> which is it's awesome. So happy for him. But that was a huge bummer. But where the hell is Michael Gamble? I, I think I know. I think I know where he's at. He's probably training with the DC United side, um, keeping them <laughs> fit because of all the injuries. But I just find that to be BS, man. I, I'm, I'm so annoyed we're not yeah. seeing him. If he's not injured, he needs to be out there playing. And, and as a professional soccer player, you, you'd you have to imagine he's probably thinking the same thing. He doesn't want to be a training yeah. guy. He wants to be out there playing professional soccer. Um, I, I don't know where he's at. I'm annoyed about that. Um, but sorry, I said that was my last thing. My last thing is Cairo. Uh, big shout out to him getting called up to the men's Niger side for um some some qualifiers and some friendlies yeah uh, but qualifiers don't start till september for them for some friendlies um and supposedly he's gonna be getting the start um in this upcoming game uh that was to coming up tonight or tomorrow either way so that, that's yeah. that's yeah that's me hopefully he can uh be the uh missing piece that leads them to uh glory within the uh, afc afc uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, 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 the, yeah, the, um, I'm not talking about the NFL. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Um, yeah. In, in, in the African, uh, world cup qualifiers, because those are starting up soon and and it would be a very big deal. He's getting called up for friendlies. That's great stuff, but they're just friendlies. Um, they might be kind of sussing out the the team a little bit, but, um, he's got some notable minutes now with, with Niger. And so it would be awesome if, if come later in the season, when, when we're, pulling off a crazy comeback to make the playoffs that like he's ended up gets, gets pulled away and he's getting pulled away for the reason he's helping his, his home nation um, qualify for a world cup. Cause that would be freaking cool. That would be oh, so yeah. cool. So um, awesome, awesome guy. Awesome. You know, um, player, uh, consummate professional, uh, super happy all the time. If you get a chance to meet him, um, you'll, you'll know what, what we're saying, but um, don't forget to listen to our uh, episode with uh, Clarence Sherry Do if you want to know more about his go. backstory. That's right. 
but yeah, um, so happy for him. So yeah, yeah, man. You got anything else? Anything to talk That's, about? Yeah, I guess uh, we covered everything. Just uh, looking forward to Tampa Bay, and hopefully we can pr- pull off a hell of an upset. Yeah, what well, you got? Score predictions for Tampa Bay. What do you got, man? <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm gonna say just this is gonna be a wild ass guess, but it's gonna be a two one. Uh, 2-1 winner and uh Win. Gosau Samake somehow scores the game winner. It's this is the it's not really based on anything scientific or statistical. It's just a dumb gut feeling, a hot take, if you will. We gotta be positive. Somebody's gotta be positive yeah. about uh, the Loudon team, even if no one else is. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good I like that. Um I I think they're going to sleep on us. I think they're going to sleep on us and there's going to be opportunities that we're going to get. Um, I don't think that we're a bad team. I think we're a very talented. This is maybe the best team assembled. Um, yeah. Those expected Loudon, goals but, are going to turn into actual goals soon. Just you wait. They're going to give us opportunities because they're going to sleep on us. And if we can capitalize on those opportunities, we got a shot in this game. Um, and, and we shouldn't have a shot in this game because we're, we're bottom of the Atlantic. <laughs> they're top. I mean, this is, this is, not David versus oh God, Goliath. This creamed. is a pebble versus <laughs> an absolute mountain. Um, so, but I, I'm I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna call. Um, I'm gonna say two two, two two. We're gonna tie. Oh, being a little more realistic. There. We're gonna get our first draw of the season. So there you go. Um, <laughs> that's all we got, guys. Uh, you know, just barely under the one hour mark. If I can talk fast enough, but um. This is uh, this is it. You know, we 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 definitely enjoyed you guys joining us um, for another episode of the Two Adams Podcast. And uh, thanks for tuning in, sharing us, doing whatever you following us on social media. And uh, we'll 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 see you next time. Yep. And as always, uh, for Two Loud Adams, my name is Adam Delovitz, and I'm Adam Davis. Stay loud and united. Cheers, guys. The Two Loud Adams podcast is proudly sponsored by the Loudon Stampede, the official supporters group for Loudon United, and hosted by Adam Davis and Adam Mendelovitz. The executive producer is Mike Myers. If you'd like to be a part of our sponsorship, then hit the follow button and reach out. Cheers for now. <laughs>